right, welcome to another edition of the Big Blue Report featuring Jonathan Casillas. I'm your host, Randy Zay from BackSportsPage.com. With us, as always, Ryan Darlington and the two-time, that's right, two-time Super Bowl champion, former defensive captain of the New York Football Giants, Jonathan Casillas. And guys, I guess I should just keep on picking against the Giants and maybe we might actually win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, (laughs) you might have to. You might have to. Uh, Listen, do it until it doesn't work anymore. I like it, Randy. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. I feel I, like I felt so dirty, and I'm telling people the story. They're like, well, it's actually working. I'm like, no, I need someone to try and talk me out of this. What are we doing? Oh, my Not God. Here, brother. Uh, well, so, you know, usually for those who have listened to the first three episodes know that we usually jump into the, you know, the last game. We talk about a couple of uh, news and notes during the week, and then we preview the upcoming week. But uh, if we're, we're recording this as of Thursday night, and earlier today, Kadarius Tony. Uh, has gotten traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I was very fired up when JC just logged on, and I said, I have to save it, so I got to get it out now out of my system. I told you guys, he's fine. He wasn't yep. hurt. Yep. They were looking for a, a suitor for him because, again, when a new GM and a new regime comes in, they don't really want all the guys from the previous regime. This was not a Dable pick. You could tell that there was some friction there going all the way back to OTAs. Uh, so there's there was another tweet that he sent out like kind of saying goodbye to new york right i've got yes lol please don't go out sad thinking i care and i think that's why he's gone right i mean if you're talking hmm. about he he doesn't care and what we're talking about here what's making this team successful right now is that they all have each other's backs they all want to be there they all want to fight for each other and he didn't yeah, he didn't he just, care. He did, it looked like he just didn't fit what they were doing, right. not schematically, more culture-wise, yeah, right? Exactly. And that's what you want to do when you come to a you know a new team. You know, you got the guys that were there already. You you start looking like, okay, can one can these guys be part of what we want to do here? Yeah. And I just don't think that he fit that, you know. And for whatever reason that is, because you know he can play, like he's probably going to go to the Chiefs and have some success, like. You know, they not that the Chiefs need more weapons, but, you know, he's got to add to their, you know, to their repertoire and, you know, and 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 it gives the Giants some some good, you know, uh, uh, capital, you know, st- uh, draft capital, you know, which is you could do anything you want when you got those picks, you know, and yep. uh, the Giants decided to take uh, o- like over 10 picks last year. You know, and, and it's like, well, maybe we can trade for a player this year. You know, the trade deadline is coming up really soon. You know, I don't know. I don't even want to throw no names out there. Everybody's saying a receiver. But like I, like we talked before, just before Kadarius Tony left, it's like I don't think they're bringing in somebody from the, you know, for, at that position. But now that he's gone, it's like, okay, maybe they can and maybe they will. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <clears throat> I honestly feel that, you know, JC, you played on two Super Bowl championship teams. You played with the Patriots and you played with the Saints. And you need to have that all for one, one for all type of attitude to have that success. You know, it's not about individual statistics and you can't really have crazy personalities standing out when you have championship teams like that. And I feel that Kadarius Tony had that standout attitude, not like, you know, Odell or it just last year set such a rough tone, especially the game he got thrown out against Dallas when he got into a fight. That's these are not the things you want to be known for. 
you want to be known for your play on the field. And the thing is, we never really got to see a lot of that because it was everything else that we were talking about with Kadarius Tony. Yep. Yeah. So all, all the time too, you know, like every time I seen him catch the ball or get the ball in his hands, it's like, Oh, Whoa. So, you know, he's, I think, you know, we, we've seen it in college. We've seen, you know, sparks of it, but it's like, after everything came out and it's like, the guy wasn't even hurt. It's like, Oh man. Like, yeah. you know, that, that, that is not good. You know, and the, I think the giants did a good thing in moving him, you yeah. know, and, and removing him and, they will, I think they will be better from that, you know, and like I said, the draft picks are help. Um, you know, the, the Giants have drafted well. Uh, Gettleman didn't do that bad. People want to talk yep. bad about Gettleman. Gettleman didn't do that bad. I mean, he got Daniel Jones, he got Saquon, he got a whole bunch of other guys that are still contributing to this team, you know, and just every now and again, you get a guy who just doesn't fit the new regime. And I think that's just what it is. I don't want to put too much on it. I definitely want to, don't want to talk bad about anybody. Right. I'm just... I'm just glad that it looks like all parts, everybody won. You know, everybody won. Uh, it looked like Tony's happier now, which is good for him. I hope his career takes off, you know, and yep, I yep. hope the Giants culture is is improving. Morale's good. You know, I'm, I'm in the building all the time now, and everybody's happy there. You know, I, I like to talk to, like, the, you know, the people in the cafeteria and stuff. And, you know, years prior, everybody's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Everybody's like, oh, hey, what's <laughs> up? It's like. That's what happens when you win and the whole yeah. build is happy, not just the players and the coaches. Well, what I think is very important too is you said it great before. It's, it's they're looking at the future, getting two draft picks. You're yeah. building for your future, you know, and it's very smart to not go all in right now because again, now six and one, you're playing with house money. You've already exceeded any type of real expectation you were supposed to have this year. This was supposed to be an evaluation rebuild. If you're happy with, with five to six wins for the season, now you're six and one. So, but it's good to see that they're not going to try and go all in to try and do it all this year. They're not, their goal is not 2022. Their goal is 2023, 2024, 2025, and build it over consistency like this regime did in Buffalo. But yep. with the success that they've had this year, they've cooled that perpetual hot seat that is the New York Giants coaching job, right? <laughs> and over the last six, seven, well, even when Coughlin was here, look, when I, when I was growing up, you know, when my younger days, and then when I got to my teenage years and my college years, I don't care if the Giants won a Super Bowl that year, Coughlin was always on the hot seat, bro. You know, so it's like, they kind of cooled that off and, nobody's nobody's even considering anything like that they bought themselves two years yeah. with how they started this you know this this season two years to build and possibly even struggle next year because right yeah. now it's like they're rolling and they have control of their destiny because they play the best team in the nfc twice coming up and they get to get uh, exact revenge on the only loss which is the cowboys yes yeah, a daunting task and beating these teams is a really quality teams, but it's all in front of them. It's all in front of them. Yeah, they have equity now, right? They have yep. equity that they can utilize if they need to. And, and I think what I love about, um, you know, it's it's almost addition by subtraction, right? In the yep, sense exactly that uh, because, you know, it, it does take away something that wasn't working well with your system. It was, you know, clearly going to be a bit of a disruption in the locker room. And what you get from that situation is options, 
right? It's not necessarily, you know, they can do whatever they want with those draft picks. If they want to hang on to them and have to in the third round, if they want to have a sixth round pick, you know, they can leave them where they are. If they see that that's what's on their, on their board and they've got guys that are looking good in those spots. Um, and, and it's not, uh, it's not a, uh, it's a compensatory pick, right? So we get that third round regardless. Um, and it's, you know, they can, they can box it up, JC, to your point, they can box it up and trade for somebody else with it. But the point is that they have options, they have equity, and they have an idea about where they want to go. And now an ability to get the guys that they want, whether it's through a draft or via trade. It would be nice if they would make a move soon, like, mm -hmm. like the Eagles did signing Robert Quinn. And yeah. also like Dallas did, they signed yeah. the uh, former giant and Jonathan Hankins. And, you know, whenever a guy moves, like you're either going to really do really well or you're not, you know, like there's no like middle ground, you know, and, and we, the Giants should probably do that just to follow suit, to stay competitive, you know, because at the end of the day, these are top defenses that added extra pieces to their defense. Sure. So look, let's, would, you know, let's you take get, a, though? It's I mean, a copycat of... league, right? Let's take a yeah. page off of these guys' books and, See if we can find somebody right now to help this year. Maybe. I don't I wonder, know. I wonder who you'd go after, though. I mean, do you go after the kid uh, from – is it the kid from um, – is it New Orleans? Oh, God, I can't remember. Not Cam Jordan. Now. No. Um, there's another guy. But I was thinking DJ Moore as well. I mean, somebody that's yeah. at the tail end of a rookie deal that right. maybe, you know, be able to do something down the line, but it's not a huge cap hit this year. Oh God! It's I mean, DJ Moore's like, right here. Pool. DJ Play Moore's pool. like DJ Moore's like thirty minutes away. You right know, here. he's, he's yeah. professing that he's unhappy. So, like, hey, come yeah. just come up the turnpike a little bit, guy. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have to. You start looking at the teams that are struggling that sort of admit they're in rebuild mode. Like, look, you look at Carolina. What Carolina's looking to deal away. You know, things in Denver and look like they're falling apart because that experiment didn't work out well. Bringing uh, Russell Wilson in, so they might be looking to move pieces. You start looking around the league at teams that are that are sort of out of it going into week eight. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's and that's and that's the hard part too because you never want to wave the white flag in this league because sure. just because you well you want to you feel that you can be in it. You can have a good three weeks. You can have a good three weeks. You can have a bad three weeks, and that can determine what your season is. You know, Giants are yeah. Giants are six and one right now. What happens all of a sudden if you drop your next three? Well, to to JC's point last week, all it takes is little tweaks. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's the little things, it's the details that make that ball bounce one way or the other. And so if you can um, if you can make a move that just does that little twin, that little change, that little tweak, maybe it affects your organization uh, positively as well as the other. And it can be a win win for everybody. Correct. But, you know, I think the, the other thing that we really have to look look at and it was it was Claypool from Pittsburgh is the guy that I was thinking about, um, right. you know, somebody that's we only have what 4 million in cap space. If that is it 3 million in cap space at this point. So yeah, it's, it's around it's that three to 4 be, million range. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be somebody on the cheap. And, and so it's, it's not necessarily going to be a big name guy. It's going to be somebody that's shown something uh, that we can maybe make something out of. Or if you want to send Kenny Galladay out there and, you know, to, to, to Alcatraz and I'm not trying to be funny about it, but like you said, yeah. you have, you have a couple unhappy players who are on this roster right now. Yes, they have big contracts, but if you can find a way to move it, you know, well, I mean, I guess I was, I was wondering if we, is it, is it so far fetched? And you can tell me if I'm just being totally stupid about this, cause I'm just a dumb fan, but at the end of the day, uh, is it possible to restructure Galladay's contract so that it's not so front heavy 
and we have the ability to move and they can renegotiate another deal down the road if they want to, but it's not as big a cap hit this year when you trade them out. Yeah, Galladay, Galladay's not letting nobody touch his money. You know, you know, that, like I was about you, to say the same if, thing. Yeah. If you were playing and 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 you know you were happy and maybe you you weren't you know performing as well, you know the day I signed with the Giants in 2015, JT Thomas, Shane Vereen, and there were there was one more uh, Dwayne Harris. Mm-hmm. We all signed the same day, right? Mm-hmm. Look, those are good players, right? Those all three of those guys took pay cuts. They all took pay cuts. I didn't take a pay cut. I was you know playing a lot and and you know my my snaps i hit like kind of all my incentives and stuff but it happens all the time but it it doesn't happen with disgruntled angry players it happened with players that are playing and not playing possibly up to what they expect so then it's like all right look i like being here i want to be here i'll take a friendly deal to stay with this team that has a possibility of winning and i can still play and, and get back to the player that i know that i am you know and that's not in galladay's mind he's like get me yeah. out of here right now like, well and i guess that's pay my me point, my money though. get me out of here like that's if, it if taking a cut will get him out of there right i mean does i'm just saying i'm just saying. yeah I, yeah no i i hear you though if i had somebody paying me a ton of money i i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to mess that up either i just want you guys to picture that conversation kenny hey <laughs> I'm not really that happy. Well, I wanted to talk to you about possibly renegotiating yeah. your deal. Hey, get the hell out of that. my get the hell out of my face right now. That's this is the other finger. This is the yeah, other yeah. finger. <laughs> <laughs> you have a better chance of of seeing the Pope show up the temple than you do of getting your deal renegotiated with Kenny Galladay. Fair um, enough. So now putting a bow on the Kadarius Tony situation, I, you know, I know I was a little fired up when we started up about it, but I, you know, honestly, if you're not planning on using him, if he's not going to be a positive force on the field, especially right now, you have, you know, Wandell Robinson playing well, you have Darius Slayton playing well, you have your quarterback and your running back both rushing for a hundred yards per game. You know, I think you, um, you have to ride that out. And if, if he's not going to be part of the solution and help you, uh, not only now, but in the future, then it's time to part ways. And if you're, the fact you were able to get what you got from him was, was, a, was a good situation. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Third yeah. round pick is not bad compensation for, for Canary right. Tony. Yep. No, definitely not. Uh, real quick. Let's uh, go backwards a little bit. Let's go back to Jacksonville from uh, Sunday. And man, when it, when it comes down to the final yard like that, man, whew, they keep you that- on the edge. They come that to the last edge minute 12, uh, that, uh, seriously, that last minute 12 took five years off my life. Yep. Like, I, <laughs> throw, the refs, throw the refs in there too, right? Oh, throw the refs in there. Every like, play, man. It's like, oh, Everything. man. <laughs> from, from Saquon going out of bounds to, like, you know, bad penalties. I saw or, Saquon I mean, the, did it, and he's just like, you can see it. As soon as he went out of bounds, he's like, oh, man. <laughs> but he did it like two or three times, he though. Did. Right? I'm like, come he on, did. dude. You're killing me. My exact thought when I was watching it was, man, if JC was just drinking a glass of wine watching, <laughs> doing our podcast last week, just imagine what he's drinking watching this yeah. game right now. Well, I, had, be... I was in the studio with Lance over there, so I, oh. I was definitely sober. You know, definitely sober for sure. But you were, but you were wishing. You I was were thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Thinking about it. Thinking about that model. Uh, you, you know what though? That win reminded me very much of opening uh, game against uh, Tennessee, where you didn't know which way it was going to go, and you, if you're a Giant fan, you're like, oh no, I hope we're not going to start going back to uh, our old ways. But you know what? It shows resilience from this team that they can keep taking these hits. 
and come back from the other side. They're, they're becoming mentally tough. And you got to give Dable the credit for that team becoming mentally tough the way they have been. And, you know, again, I know we joke around about how I have to make my picks, but you, you look at this, this team, and if you weren't believing in them three or four weeks ago, you're certainly believing in them now, and it's not funny anymore. Yeah, now yeah, it's yeah. now it's the New York Giants coming to town, or we got to go to New York and play the Giants. You know, that's what these teams yeah. are saying now. And the Giants also understand they can't take a week off either. Yeah, and they, it looks like they're just starting to truly understand and embrace their identity, which is their gritty team. You know, they're a gritty team. but They, they may not look great on paper, you know, week in and week out. Uh, Daniel Jones may not look great during the game. You know, I think he put together one of his better games of his career, especially on the rushing side, uh, you know, and, and, and Saquon, Saquon, you know, like, it's like, no matter how you got him ball bottled up for two or three quarters, like he only needs an inch, you know, yep. and he can create the inch on his own. That move he put on that safety in the backfield, like there's not too many players that can make that inch in the world yeah and then he gained a whole bunch of yards after that it wasn't just got back to the line of scrimmage no he broke the run after he just shook a guy from basically was a four yard loss which would have ruined the whole entire drive right but he's just a tremendous player and now you got the emergence of Wandale robinson he looks like he's good and slayton let's start throwing this ball down the field let's just take a couple shots a game and see what happens is a is a very small percentage like chance wise that something's good going to happen for the defense, right? It's, it's, it's a small percentage, right? And I say that because when you throw the ball up, number one, it could be complete. Number two, if the ball is where it's supposed to be at, right? And and Daniel Jones has a pretty good deep ball, yeah. especially to Slayton. I've seen it over the years. No, oh, yeah. If yeah. that ball is where it's supposed to be at, like I said, it's either going to be caught, dropped, or a pass interference is going to happen, Right. It's very difficult for a defender to make an interception on a deep ball like that because they're running and they got to turn around and locate the ball. It's it's I think the 50-50 ball is kind of like a 60-40 ball almost, you know, like and we just need to start taking that shot a little bit more. That only won't open the offense up to run, but to also pass underneath. Now you got those safeties not sitting on those routes and bang eights and you know they're, they're the corners are not so pressing hard they're they're yeah. not jumping the routes and staring at the quarterback they're like okay 86 is in front of me okay okay high shoulder five set five seven step drop okay I got to get out of there and then boom underneath routes start opening up so not only you know uh, pass to open up the run right and run to open up the pass but pass deep to open up passes short as well. Yep. And not only that, too, but you got to give also a lot of credit to the defense. Oh, oh man, Dexter Lawrence is coming into his own. Uh, Leonard Williams has played very, very well. And that secondary, man, you can't say enough good things about the way the, the job the secondary is doing, yep. too. Yep. JC, what have you seen from this defense that's really, really impressed you? Well, like I said, they they are the embodiment. Every single Giants team ever that was successful is led by their defensive line. You know, and Dexter Lawrence, like you said, is coming into coming into his own. And if he keeps it up, he can possibly be an all-pro player this year. And, you know, you couple that with Dexter Lawrence and you couple that with, with Thibodeau and how he's been playing and Jahab Ward and, and even the DBs. Like, you know, I, I want to say a linebacker name, but I feel like the, nobody's really consistently showing up in that room. But they have the talent there. I think Tay Crowder's a good linebacker. I want to see him be more consistent, especially in the passing game. You know, and then on the back end, Julian Love, I love that kid, man. Like, he's yeah. an undrafted guy like myself. I got a special place for all my undrafted guys, you know. And 
He's a leader. I heard him mic'd up. I was watching him today. And I'm like, man, look at him, man. He's just doing his thing, having fun out there and getting guys riled up and, and you know, going over like, you know, go fast, guys. You know, like just little stuff like that, you know, kind of wake you up if maybe you you thinking about the play before or something like that, you know, and yeah. you got to have guys like that around, you know, and, and uh, McKinney had a great play. Like, man, I'm just so impressed. But with that, I'm not impressed with, how much rushing yards they're giving up per carry, which they need, they need to contain that because you can't give up six yards, almost six yards a carry, and then think you're going to be a good team at the end of the year. It's still early, right? But now teams are going to look and numbers don't lie. You're going to look and be like, okay, we can run the ball we on this run team. On these guys. Yep. That means we can control the clock. We can control the clock and we can be a more physical team than them. Like if the Giants get stopped on the run game and they're you're allowing rushing yards, that's not going to be a pretty game for the Giants. It's not going to be a pretty game, right? So they have to tighten up. They have the guys, I think, to do it. The linebackers, I think, have to show up more so you're not playing with just one linebacker on the field. you got two linebackers on the field so you can stop the run a little bit more. Yep. One one name one name got to bring up, too. He's played amazing. He was in Joe, uh, Joe Judge's doghouse was O'Shane Zimus. Yeah, uh, he has really stepped up and played very well this season so far. Yep. Hopefully he's always he's going to be healthy for us for the rest yeah. of the year. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. We're he, knocking he, on wood. Right, right. I'll tell you, the, the thing that I noticed, though, about in the Jacksonville game and even to some degree um, against the Ravens was that, you know, while the part of the defense going in that we all thought was going to be the most stout, right? The, the front four, you got yeah. all these guys, Leonard Williams, you got, uh, you know, sexy Dexy up there and they're, they're the ones, Thibodeau, they're going to be the ones that really control things, but it wasn't necessarily them that won that game for us. The, the secondary, which I was, that was a, concern for me going oh my in God, yeah. the beginning of the season, right? Uh, but guys like Adoree Jackson really stepping up to make plays. McLeod stepping in to make plays, right? Uh, you got uh, 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 McKinney and Love, Fabian especially. Moreau. Mm -hmm. Fabian Moreau, right? Yeah. Off the practice squad, stepping in to make a real big contribution. Um, that as long, I guess what we're seeing is that as long as a part of the defense comes to really play and really does good, then, then that can help us. That can help us get over the top. That, it's, that's it's not, not going to beat an elite team. You're which, absolutely which right. They're coming. It's not, it's not and, always going to be enough. And, but and we haven't talked about games. Seattle. Seattle's solid. Yeah. We're watching them on film, they're a good team. Yeah. yeah really good team. Let's transition over into Seattle if we can. Uh, we joked in the beginning of the season, Ryan and I, about when we were looking through the schedule. We're like, well, there was always two teams on the uh, on the schedule that were you can label as rebuilding. And I said that was Chicago and Seattle. But I think Seattle's success, especially at their quarterback position with Geno Smith, it helped because they were one of the few teams when Russell Wilson was there. Their backup quarterback had the similar skill set that their starter had. Sometimes you see such a difference mm. in what your backup is from your starter. Geno and Russell Wilson have a similar type of I don't want to say it's similar type of game, but now that he's gone, it's you're not moving that he's not losing that style, the same type of style that Russell Wilson was. Geno likes to run, he can throw on the on the move. It fits perfect in Pete Carroll's offense. Yeah, I think um, look, Geno was in New York when I was in New York, you know, and I think he's a pro's pro. You know, uh remember remember when uh Eli Manning got benched. I don't know if everybody remembers that, but he got benched oh, and it was for Gino. Yeah. 
And it just sucks because Gino got so much heat for it. It's like, it's not his fault, yeah, no. you know? Like, and then, you know, people, people, you know, they don't really have too many nice things to say about him as a quarterback for the Jets. So look, man, it's, it's his time, you know? And the guy is a worker, bro. Like when I remember like talking to him when he was here, like he's a pros pro, you know, he came to work every day. He was a quarterback. He, he was, he was, he was in the building. Like he was a starter, you know? So for me, it's not a surprise. I'm very happy for him. He's number four overall in QBR for the whole entire NFL. He has 11 uh, touchdowns on the year with only three interceptions. And he's like a 50-50 guy with interceptions yeah. and touchdowns for his whole career. So he's having a career year. Yeah. Look, I give him his credit. I give him his flowers. It's about damn time, Gino. But, hey, he, he got those guys rolling up yeah. there. Uh, yeah. Kenneth Walker, man, that guy can play some football. That running back that they got from uh, was it Michigan State, man, that guy can play some football. I think he had 170 yards last week, and he looked explosive. He looked fast. He was running hard. And the Giants are giving up six yards of carry. Randy, Brian, I am concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I have to ask this question because you've been there and you've done it. What is it like playing in Seattle on that field in front of the, what they call the 12th man out there? I haven't played in Seattle. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. No, take that back. Rewind. I only played there once. I have played there. I'm so sorry. I'm thinking the Chiefs. I haven't played in, in Kansas City. I have played there. I played there once. Tampa Bay we went up there, and uh, we were winning. And it was the year we, Tampa. We went like oh, and like five or six to start the season, and we were up there, and we were kicking their butts early, and we were like the worst team in the league. And then I remember this very vividly, Randy. Shiano was the head coach, and he didn't go for it before we got the ball back. Um, right before halftime, maybe like a minute 30 left, and we had like two or three timeouts, and he took a knee. And I was yelling at him mm -hmm. when we were going to the sideline. What are we doing? What are who do you think we're playing? This is Russell Wilson and the like they go to NFC championships every year. You know what? That's the year they won a Super Bowl, bro. That's the team that we're playing. And you took a knee, you know how much we lost by. Three points. Three points. They came uh, back and beat us, you know, and it wasn't loud in the beginning. Oh, but at the end of the game, oh, that place was rocking up there. I love it. I love mm -hmm. it when it's rocking. I don't play offense, you know, so I don't have to, oh, what's the call? <laughs> what's the call? Like, I, I, when I'm home, you know, when I play at home, I want the loud yeah, crowd. crowd. You know, we it. got the silent communication. You know, we're good. So <laughs> it don't phase me, and I like it. I embrace it, but, you know, you got the – quarterback false starts is like oh my god what is going on here <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like a fun environment to be in there that's and that's that stadium has a lot of a lot of juice when when they're good they have a lot of juice and and and, and when they're good and they're playing a good team right that's when that's when the fans show up and they're like we, we got to kick this team's butt because if it, we got to help them you know and fans take it personal that's why i love NFL fans so much because they take it so personal and they show up for the games, especially when your team's winning and they're playing a good team, you know, and they're going to show up. They're going to be drunk probably, or at least drinking <laughs> a little bit. You know, I'm always encouraging that because <laughs> look, man, I want the fans as loud as they possibly can. I don't have to deal with them. First off, we got to remind you the last time the Giants went up to Seattle, they won. They were there. They beat with, they led by Colt McCoy because Daniel was out with injury. Um, 
and fun, just a funny point. You just said that you don't have to deal with the drunken fans. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you know this, but for us as media members, when we're at the Meadowlands, when we get done with the game, we come down the stairs, walk through that long hallway. You know which hallway I'm talking about, yeah, too. Yeah. And we have to go past the police section. And there's always right. someone sitting there somebody yelling. On cuffs, in cuffs, right? In cuffs, slurring their speech, yelling at somebody <laughs> I else. I didn't do anything. No, yeah. And you know what? while he's sitting there saying that, you see his wife in the background or girlfriend in the background screaming at him saying, you're an idiot. This <laughs> has to be the whole entire thing. So I don't, that triggered that story that, we, that you don't have to deal with it. But we walk by it. And meanwhile, we're trying to have conversations. All right, we got to make sure we go to this locker. And I, I didn't do anything wrong. It was the guy behind me. Oh, God. Listen, um, fellas, my attorney has advised me not to talk about that incident. <laughs> So we're just gonna leave it there if we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Uh, for, listen, I'll be hundred percent honest with you. Right now, the, for me, one of the the key guys over the last couple of weeks has been Matt Breida, and Matt mm -hmm. Breida has been able to come off the bench and uh, give valuable minutes and, and valuable plays to this team uh, when Saquon needed a blow. And he's also been a tremendous leader. Uh, when I'm at those coaches' practices and that they that they talk to us, uh, DeAndre Smith is so complimentary and so high on everything that breed has done not only for the uh for the offense but for saquon himself uh how important is it jc to have a guy like Brita in that locker room in that room uh with a player like saquon and a a young offense like this you need somebody to compliment your 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 number one punch right you you can't sit there and give saquon you know the ball 40 times a game we all want him but Saquon's not that durable. At least he hasn't shown that, you know, so you need to spell him every now and again. And then he'd be breaking 60 yard runs. He needs to take a break for a second. Right. right? <laughs> you know, and, and breed is a very quality backup running back, you know, uh, possibly maybe be a starter somewhere. Maybe, I don't know, possibly, but he's a solid player. We interviewed him uh, during training camp. I remember talking to him and I got a good uh, uh, feeling that this is a mature guy. This is a guy that's going to do what he needs to do to play and have yep. success here, right? And uh, you, you need guys like that. You need depth, right? You need depth. And Giants, if you look across the board, Giants really don't have that much depth. But you look at you can look at that position and be like, okay, you know, our our number one guy is the guy, right? And then the second the second guy is like, okay, he can do everything too. Maybe not on that level, but he can do everything that Saquon can do. Well, I guess that's what's impressed me so much about him over the course of the last six weeks, because if you watch him, uh, he can come out the flat and he can catch a pass and run for 15, 20 yards. He can take one up the middle. He can make cuts on the line, right? He can hit the hole hard and, and get some good yards that way. But I guess one of the other places that you don't often think about when you're talking about a back, like a backup running back or even, um, even your starting running back is the blitz pickup and how yep. crucial how crucial it is so crucial when you're talking about a guy chipping on the end or you know like picking up a picking up a, a solid inside a solid inside rush the fact i i've watched him do that so many times and it cleans up the pocket to such a degree that Danny can make plays down the field where he can he can throw the ball 15 20 yards he doesn't he doesn't have to like snap it and pitch it right um so I've just I've been really impressed by a his willingness to do it all and b how successful he's been in doing it all and seeming to be in the right place at the right time every time right so I just lots of credit given to him so, so uh, this game, this this Seahawks game, you know, going on the road, hostile environment. You know, uh, the twelve over there, they you know they got their their name for a reason, right? Uh, how does the Giants come out this game with a win? Because look, I 
you weeks ago after you beat Baltimore after the Green Bay game in London, you start looking at the schedule, and I know a lot of guys are like, "Oh, that's a layup." Jacksonville's a layup. You know, uh, the Seahawks a layup. You know, next Texas is a layup. Like, bro, first of all, none of these teams are layups. Okay, no, I don't care not. who we're talking about. None of these teams are layups. None of them. Right? Seahawks. I'm looking at them and I'm watching film and I'm like, man, this team is pretty good. And Geno's playing at a very high level and they have some pretty good receivers. Their running backs are really stout. They have a lot of rookies, a lot of rookies that's playing high level football for them, which is like, okay, they're up to something over there in Seattle and they believe in, in Pete Carroll. They are believing in this quarterback and they're beating teams physically, you know? Yeah. So it's like, how do we go up there in Seattle and beat this team? Well, not only that, but I'm also looking at the injury report as we speak. Uh, Evan it's Neal, no, Evan yeah. Neal has not participated at all this uh, this week. Most likely yeah. going to be out. Uh, Zymus, as we were talking about before, yeah. he's out. Not sure. Uh, Leonard Williams has been uh, limited. Uh, obviously, you know what's going on with Bellinger with his eye. So that's a whole other situation. Oof, that was scary. That yeah, was that was very dude. scary. Yeah. I thought um, he lost his eye for a second. I was afraid about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's I. I've never seen an injury like that in football. Right. You know, you've seen we've seen for some pretty horrific things over the years. You yeah. know, thinking like about Dak and his and his leg and right. things like Ooh. that. Nick but, Gates. Oof. Oh yeah. Oh. Can we talk we, about Nick Gates hey, at some point? Because yeah, I'm yeah. super excited about that. Me that's too. like the best part of next week for me is to see that man on the field having fought back from what he you know what he encountered. Such a feel good. Yeah. It's, Seven well, surgeries or seven something. Seven surgeries. Like that? They weren't sure if he was going to keep the leg. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. Well, so I, that... I seen him. I seen him out a couple nights ago. Oh, nice. a couple nights ago, whenever that was after the, after one of their wins. And I seen him out. And, you know, he in a cut, I'm in a cut. And I say what's up to him and we speak briefly. And I'm like, yeah, how's it going? He was like, oh, it's good. I said, bro, don't, you know, don't hit me with the media answer, bro. <laughs> How are you doing? How is your leg? How yeah. is life? How are you doing? Yeah. He was like, bro, I'm good, man. I'm so yeah. blessed. He was like, I'm so blessed, bro. Top I'm so blessed. World. He was like, I've, I've came so, and he showed me pictures. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The surgeries that he had to get done. Ooh. Yeah. Nuts. He had to cut his, his leg open. Yeah. A like, bunch. Ooh. Yeah. yeah multiple, ooh, man. I want good you to for think, him, though. I want you good to think about him. something, though. I want you to think about when he gets back on the field and Evan Neal's back on the field, having him. Neil and Thomas together on that line is going to really help Daniel, like give him some really well-needed protection and, yep. and some beef up front, which is well-needed. Yep. We'll give him a, I mean, it's going to take him a little while to get back yeah. into football shape, right? Yeah. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, he's, he's got, he's got his uh, physicality where it needs to be, but he's going to have to, he's going to have to get used to things for a couple of games, but I'm just, I'm so glad that he's back. And if he's able to contribute in the same way that he did before he went out, I think we've got some very special stuff going on there. Uh, do we know about Bradison? Is he is he limited? Uh, I'll tell you right now. Well, he had the we had MCL. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, Bredesen, he's, he's, he's out. Sure. He is yeah, out. He's, he's, out. Yeah, he's, he's out, out for at least two weeks. Yeah, I gotta tell week. you though. Okay. Coming up, yeah, I, I was very impressed with Phillips, though. I was very impressed with Phillips, and I was very impressed with Azedu. And you know how I, why I'm impressed with them is that you didn't hear their names. On yeah, the broadcast, right. you know, this guy got beat or that guy got beat or whatever. They came in. And it's it's the it's the epitome of next man up. You know, you go in, you do your job, you get it done. And that's that. And and JC, to your point back, you know, we we're asking about how are we going to 
uh, how are we going to beat the Seahawks? And I think one of the ways that you're going to do that is by being physical on the front line. It's the body shots, right? The way that you take it, take down a beast like that is you keep hitting them in the gut. And the, yep. you know, the more that we can run, I don't care if it is a two yard, three yard, you know, whatever it was, if you punch them in the gut enough times over the course of the first two or three uh, quarters, you're going to have a, a better time. You kind of loosen things up a little bit and you're going to break one a couple of times uh, throughout the course. So, I mean, I think it's going to be ball control and I think it's going to be body shots. It's going to win this game. Yeah. What about you, Randy? I asked you, you avoid the whole question. <laughs> <laughs> I took him on a tangent. I, I think this is going to be a heavyweight battle, but I think for the Giants to get a win, it's really going to become down of which team's going to make more plays on the offensive side of the ball. The Giants need to, the Giants need to have a breakout offensive game. They really need to have a 25, 30 point game. Um, and, And Daniel and Daniel has done a great job running the ball, getting himself out of trouble, getting positive yards with his feet, but it's, it's time for him to start being, if we're talking about like we did last week about putting Daniel in that elite receipt uh, quarterback court to, to get that 25 to 30 million, which we were talking about as quarterback, he needs to start doing what the greats, like what, like what Eli did it, Peyton did it, Tom Brady did it. He needs to be a quarterback who not just bringing in receivers to help him, but help maybe make some receivers too. Right. Right. You know I what agree. I mean? He, he needs, he needs to go out there. And he needs to find Darius Slayton in, in the end zone. He needs to be able to find Wandell Robinson down the field for a 25, 30 yard pickup. They need to be able to really move that ball. Richie James has been playing well. David Sills has played as well. But you know what? It's now time for Daniel to make these guys. Yeah, and, that, yeah. and, and, and the Giants are in need of a big scoring game. And we, we know what Gino can do. We've seen what these, that they were able to put some points on the board. Can the Giants put the same amount of points on the board to stay with them? And that's going to be a real key. It's going to yeah, be a real key. So yeah. that's that's my that's my general feeling. Yeah, I, I think uh, number one, you know, being a defensive guy, you got to stop the run, right? And I think if uh, Seattle has success running the football, and uh, you know, Geno's completing seventy some percent of his passes, uh, two games he was over eighty percent. Now, yeah. if they do that and they run the ball like they did last week, it's going to be a yeah, bad yeah. day for the Giants, right? Because yeah. that means they're controlling the time possession. They're converting third downs, and that is not good. And they got big plays receivers on the outside, right? Yeah. Like I said, I've, I've been watching the film on these guys, right? And I'm like, man, this is not – this is, might be one of our hardest games besides the Dallas game up until this point. You know, the, the team is talented, and when you got a quarterback that's not really making mistakes – he, you know, the, the, the pass that got intercepted, uh, the, the other, the last time, the last interception that he threw was a drop pass, you know? So it's like, Gino's doing his thing, man. And when you got some, a quarterback doing his thing with a great ground game, that's the yeah. recipe for disaster. Yeah. But, and, but, but one more thing, great line. Go ahead. they don't stop the run well either. Mm-hmm. And so, I was literally just about to say, if they're gonna they're gonna put all their focus on Saquon Barkley, they're gonna want to they're gonna want Daniel to beat them with his mm-hmm. arm. So that's arm, right? Yeah. With his with Not his arm, his legs, right? Mm-hmm. He's, they want him to beat him with his arm. So that's going to be the key. Um, I got to tell you though, guys, I'm not scared of that. 
I mean, uh, you know, at the end of the day, no. I think he, I think he is capable of beating them with his arm. He's clean with the ball. He's decisive with the ball. He's making good decisions, and he's putting the ball in the right spots. Sometimes right. his receivers don't catch it, and he yells yep. at for it. I was going to yep. ask you guys about that one, and what you thought about that as well. Uh, but he's, I, I'm not scared of that. You know what I mean? It's, he's he's doing what he needs to do to get to get the ball where it needs to be, and you know, it's it's on his uh, it's on his receivers to catch the ball. Right, but at the same time, too, Daniel is excelling in the offensive uh, sets that they're setting him up for. They're not they're keeping him on on a leash right now. They're not sitting there saying, Daniel, throw the ball. And which by the way, it's working. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's, it's, it's working. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, we over the last two seasons, two or three seasons, we've seen Daniel have the ability to throw the ball down the field. We haven't seen much of it this year. Yeah. They're sort sure. of putting a leash on him right now with it. And yep. It's it's working. So well, uh, well, last week the game started with a yeah. seven or eight play drive, and six or seven of those plays were passing plays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, look, Kafka, man, like he's like it's like a drip feed. He's like drip feeding yeah. them. You know, he's like he's like drip feeding them slow. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, when is it going to be the time where? I don't know if you guys know what the first fifteen plays are like scripted plays, right? Mm -hmm. You usually got to throw in a shot, right? A reverse gadget some gadget type of play of course you got run plays different formations two tight end sets two running back sets three receiver sets empty sets right and you throw almost everything out but it has a rhythm to works. it right yeah but there's a number of certain things that you got to do like uh you know 15 plays let's say seven runs versus eight passes right mm -hmm. well if, they, if you got eight passes i want four of them to be deep yeah. you know let's yeah. go deep early let's go yeah. deep early let's let's open it up early so now the guys are almost on their heels That's right. and they're not sitting flat footed with eight or nine or 10 people in the box. Right. Yeah. And then you can start opening up some more from the beginning first yeah. quarter. Not, and no that's exactly, that. that's exactly what they did against Jacksonville, right? Yeah. The first, the first touchdown was a 20 something yard bomb to beautiful, to pass. beautiful ball. Right. Mm -hmm. And Slayton went up and got it. So it's not like they're not capable of it. It's to Randy. It's to your point. Yeah. I got to wonder about, um, the the genius madness behind Mike Kafka and his system, right? Why why does he have him on a drip, right? Why you know? And who knows? Who knows what he sees that that of course I don't because I'm sitting there watching on my TV and he's up in the box. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's you know it, it it's amazing what I've. <laughs> The other thing that I've been able to come put together with this Giants organization is that each and every week we're on a razor's edge. Right. And we are on the razor's edge and it could tip one way or the other. It could be amazing success or it could be disastrous failure. Right. And it's so far, so far, it's tipped towards amazing success. And I just have to wonder if it's going to stay that way or maybe we can widen yeah. that up a little bit so that we're not on the precipice every time. We had that for two straight seasons in 2015 yeah, and 2016. my blood pressure. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to have to go on some medic. I'm not a healthy man to begin with. You're going to no. be doing this? <laughs> Jesus H. Yeah, we, we, had, we had that for two seasons in 2015, 2016, Coughlin's last year and McAdoo's first year. You were living on the edge whether you're going to uh, you know, win or lose in 2015, it was more men going down to the final wire and just coming up short in 2016, you all of a sudden against Baltimore, you see Odell breaking out the, the game winning touchdown in the final minute and a half, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're all these different things and you're right. And you're sort of living on that razor's edge. And with that being said, um, 
two other quick Giants notes. One that JC uh, has no idea that I'm going to bring up, but I'll do that one second. Uh, the other one thing is Sterling Shepard did have a uh, surgery this week. We want to wish him well and wish here, him here. A, a speedy recovery and hopefully get him back on the field in, in, uh, in big blue uh, next season. Um, yeah, I know you. Shep. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, JC, I know, you know, him. you know, what kind of competitor he is too. Well, I, I, we hope he's back. <laughs> we hope we get yeah, him back for sure. Um, and now the other thing is Ryan heard me talk about this too. Um, I wasn't able to get my hands on the picture, but JC, you have some explaining to do my friend. Uh-oh. Uh, Cause we are in the, uh, the Halloween spirit, a picture of you re- surfaced recently at a costume party uh, <laughs> for, the, for the season ticket holders. Explain yourself, please. <laughs> All right. So what happened was, <laughs> well, so, you know, the giants, uh, you know, me being a local guy, they, they, they hit me up for a lot of the kid related stuff. Cause when I first played for the giants, I came to them, I told them, I said, anything for kids, I'm here. Let me know. Do not talk to anybody else. If it's in Jersey city or New Brunswick, I said, I told them, please don't do that. I'm gonna be upset. If I see somebody else going to my towns with, except me, especially if it's for the kids. So I've always kind of, you know, gave them my, you know, I offered them myself, like if you guys got an event. So they were like, Oh, we got some events for us. It's a Halloween event, uh, costume. You're going to dress up as a costume. And I'm like, uh, I could bring my own costume. I got some good costumes here at the house. They were like, nah, we got you. So they were like, uh, what size are you? I'm like, well, I'm a large or extra large. They were like, all right, we got a nice Donkey Kong costume for you. <laughs> and I was I like, I don't really going. know how I feel about Donkey Kong, <laughs> you know. But Ahmad Bradshaw was there, and he was Wario. And then some of the other nice. giant staff members were the other Mario nice. Go-Kart, uh, Yoshi, Mario, yeah. Luigi. Oh, it was dope. We had the whole crew. <laughs> we were looking fly, bro. Did I not look fly in my Donkey Kong outfit? I had the J's on had and to. everything. Had to be. <laughs> you, you did, man. And I got to tell you, I was like, my, my, and it was my wife who pointed out for me. She's like, she was, we're sitting on the couch watching football. She goes, babe, look, here's JC. I was like, oh, is a picture of him, you know, holding up a trophy or something like that. And she's like, no, look what he's wearing. I was like, oh, I got to bring this up to him. We had <laughs> a kid, a kid yeah. show up. Yeah. <laughs> This kid just showed up and I was like, I looked at him. I was like, look at us. I was like, <laughs> nice. hey, look at look at us. Look at us. It was nice. so awesome when I seen yeah. that kid. Randy, you know, just be happy. The response from uh, from your wife wasn't, oh, look, that's JC looking good. <laughs> <laughs> he brings up a very valid point there. Hey, <laughs> he brings up a very know, valid point. It is um, what it is, brother. All right, before we get out of here, I guess we have to do our, our usual predictions. Um I mean, our our goal, the guys, this week was uh, as much as our, we loved our first three shows, we all said said the same thing. We're gonna try to make these about thirty to forty five minutes. That's that sweet spot, and we find our shows being like an hour and twenty minutes, <laughs> an hour thirty minutes. Did good on time today. Yeah, no, we, 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 we did we're, better. We yeah, did better. a lot. We're, 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 <laughs> we look to improve week by week, just like yeah, they do on just the like field. The Giants, just like the Giants. You know, <laughs> uh, so I will start with Ryan. Ryan, where do you see us against Seattle? Wow. So the last the last two games, I've picked relatively low tight scores. I, I got to be honest, fellas, I think we're going to see the same this time around. I think it is going to be higher scoring affair, but I think it is still going to be a one score game. Uh, I'm going to go 27-31 Giants. Ooh. Ooh. Am I up? I'm up. Unless you want um, me to go. If you want I'll me to go. I'll go. We want you to go last. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> You're the good luck charm, bro. All That's right? it. 
You're the good luck charm. Um, I do think it's going to be close. And you said the first number, I was like 27. I was like, I would think of 27. 27 to 28, very close game, I believe. Um, I think they're a three-point favorite. The Seahawks are a three-point favorite. So that's basically that's like, right. because they have home with advantage, like a wash almost. Yeah. So I, I do see that the game's going to be close. Um, a turnover could change all of that, of course. Um, but I think it's gonna be close. I, I'll say 28 27 Giants. <sighs> Here right. we go. <laughs> you have no idea how much this hurts. This is like I my least, it. I see all in your face, bro. This is my least favorite part of the show. Um, <laughs> all right, so, um I guess without having to give an explanation, because I have to keep this streak alive, picking Seattle uh, 32-28. I do agree with you that they're scoring. Um, like you said, it's the wash because it's the home field for Seattle. But all joking aside, this is one of those games we're talking about. This could be a heavyweight battle, and this might be uh, unsuspectedly one of the closest games of the year for this Giants team because – this is two teams that are sort of hungry looking to prove themselves. The Giants, the beautiful thing about the Giants with all the success that they're having right now, Coach Dable is keeping them hungry mm-hmm. and, and just telling them this all can end tomorrow. So keep fighting, keep fighting. And Pete Carroll, man, Super Bowl winning coach, he knows how to motivate these guys. He is one of those coaches who's able to find the best out of every talent, whether they're a big name or a, uh, an unknown Pete Carroll is just a really good coach. So again, sticking with what we've been, uh, we've been doing, I'm going to go with that 32 28 prediction for Seattle. And I feel dirty even saying it and go take a shower, brother. It's great. Uh, you did us, yeah. you've done us all a great service. I, my man. I, Giants hints, I'm doing this because I love you. Who cares about my credibility? <laughs> Who cares about uh, nation? Like you, like you had any anyway. Come yeah. On. yeah. Who who needs a soul? Who needs it? Uh, <laughs> you, as long need, as the Giants are winning, baby. Who needs balance? As long as I'm here to serve you Giants fans here, and do here, the right here. thing. Sacrifice. Uh, I, Oh man, take a, take a shower in a few minutes. All right. Um, this has been the big blue report with Ryan Darlington featuring Jonathan Casillas. I'm Randy Zelia from back sports page. We cannot leave without doing our plugs with Mr. Casillas. I on Instagram. I am Jade underscore 52 on Twitter. I am Jay Casillas 52. Holla at me. And of course, Randy BSP on the old Instagram and the Twitter machine. And uh, by the way, don't forget to go on to cameo.com. JC will give you a birthday wishes. He might even fire someone for you if you really need him to. That's the, that's the, the beautiful part about cameo. Um, and, you know, with that being said, too, uh, I have responsibilities for all th- all of us this week. I think if we are all dressing up on Halloween, we should all post our uh, Halloween costumes on uh, social media. As well as JC, when you're in the studio this week with Lance, you should definitely post a couple pictures of you guys uh, doing your thing behind the scenes. We definitely, I think everyone would love to see what you do over there. So for Ryan Darlington, I'm Randy Zelia. That guy is the two-time Super Bowl champion and defensive captain, JC. He's the captain of our team here. And we'll see you next week here on the Big Blue Report. Peace. Peace.